Hey guys, you're listening to Drunken Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And um, we're back, I guess, from like a sort of off week, I guess. On We're back on an off week. Yes. Because um, we Just had due scheduling to... conflicts and yes. sit down and record. Yes. So here we so... are, a week late, but... Yeah. We are here. <laughs> we are here. Um, is it my week or your week? It is. It is your week. Oh wow! It hasn't been my weekend. I know we've months. been on a weird. <laughs> we've been on a weird schedule of interviews and stuff. Yeah. Um, so for Lindsay's binge watch update, um, one of the shows that I think I've talked about in the past, but like the new season just came out. Um, is Never Have I Ever. It's a like teen comedy on Netflix um, created by Mindy Calling and like written and produced by her as well. Um, stars uh, Davey um, with a pretty wide cast of South Indian women. Um, so all of like the main uh, the main family is Indian and then a lot of uh, minority representation as well. Um, it's a fantastic show. It's so, like, lighthearted and wholesome, um, with, like, the right amount of, like, <laughs> like, stupidity. Um, so it follows Davy, who's, like, a teenager, um, lost her dad previous to the first season, and just kind of follows her growth going through that, um, and, like, her high school experience kind of being a nerd and an outcast, and then, like, coming into her own and learning how to make, like, the proper decisions, um, they cover like a lot of things like mental health and like representation, what it's like to be a minority. Um, I, I mean, I love the show. The new season was fantastic. Um, we watched it in like a day and then like <laughs> started to rewatch immediately of the entire show. Um, it's like one of my favorite shows probably in general. Um, and I mean, I love everything Mindy Cowling does. So definitely a good one. Um, also been watching... Only Murders in the Building, um, that's on Hulu, starring Selena Gomez, um, Steve Martin, and Martin... Martin Short. Short, yeah. I was, like, forgot his last name for a second there. Um, and just follows like the three of them in New York, essentially solving murders. Um, that one's a really fun one. Um, and there was like one more show I recently watched that I wanted to talk about, but I'm blanking. Um, going to be... Probably at some point, starting the new like House of Dragon show, but that's also out and people are obsessed with it on TikTok. Um, yeah, the pilot episode just came out. Yeah, ah, I watched so many shows in the time, and I, fr- I always forget what I've watched. What else? Um, well, I was going to actually say one of my coworkers in the office today when I was working was talking about Never Have I Ever. So that's someone. Yeah, she asked if I watched it. And I was like, honestly, I don't watch a ton of TV. But Um, I've heard good things. What I really like about it, and like, um, I can't pronounce her first name. I think it's like Maitri. Um, She talks about how like growing up as an Indian person, all you ever see is like white people um, Mm -hmm. in like, TV shows, even, like, teen TV shows where, like, she... What's the show? She talks about um, Hermione and Harry Potter and how, like, her first experience of, like, a... Like, a kind of outcast 
girl becoming beautiful was Hermione and like think about the scene at the Yule Ball where she like comes down the stairs and she looks gorgeous uh her like she did this interview where she talks about how she's never gotten the opportunity and like never been able to see someone that looked like her kind of experience that so like she grew up thinking that she wasn't beautiful because there was never anyone that was like beautiful that looked like her and um she's been told a lot that like her character means so much to people of color because like it's the first time that they're seeing someone that looks like them um and i actually like really do agree with that like it's funny because i've been like embracing like my indianness more lately um and it's partially because of that where like i've been there's been more like indian focused shows where i can see like how to do makeup that like fits my skin color or like what to wear or like what kind of jewelry to have um and that's not something i had when i was younger so i think that that's it's really interesting and i totally agree that like the it's huge now the representation and the acceptance of culture and that's kind of what the show is um and like what it means to me and i, I mean outside of that it's a, it's a great story and i've cried while watching it multiple times because it's just like so emotional at moments um but yeah i guess i'll just leave it at those two then you look like you're gonna get choked up talking about it Oh, it's because I'm, like, scratching some dry skin on my neck, so it looks like I'm, like, holding my chest. Yeah, it... <laughs> I'm just scratching some dry skin off. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I'm not going to get emotional about it. But anyways, we can get into the beer. Yeah. So, um, I actually am kind of excited to do this one. So, I picked this up from Maplewood yesterday... And it's the first recipe that my friend Anthony brewed as one of the brewers at Maplewood. So this is the Lounge R&D um, American Pale Ale. I think this is the second iteration they've done of this. But yeah, this was Anthony's first recipe. So oh, I'm excited exciting. to try it. But um, this this beer is... So what they're doing is this series of like rotating more R&D type beers and letting the brewers have some fun with these rotating series. They have a lounge like lager now. They have a, like a R&D IPA. Then this is the pale ale. Um, like I said, I think this is the second iteration they've done of this. It uses some hops I've never heard of. So I'm going to try and pronounce them. And you're just going to have to bear with me. Sure. Um, it's Kohatu is one. And it's all New Zealand hops. So it's Kohatu and then Y-E-T, I think, is the other one. And then Nelson hops is the third one. So they're all New Zealand hop varieties. Nice. So, yeah. I am drinking um, Golden Rule. It's a blonde ale from Original Pattern Brewing Company. Um, they are based out in Oakland. There's no information on this other than it's made with hull melon hops. Interesting. So, um, I'm like, I literally am just opening this for the first time. Um, it's very dry and it's got like a dry fruity flavor. Like the first thing I could think of is like apricot. It's got more of like that type of, like, I don't know exactly like what type of fruit I'm thinking of, but like, that's all I can think of when I drink this. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's definitely very hop forward and you get that citrus note. Um, but overall this is really interesting. Okay. 
This one is like a pretty traditional blonde. It doesn't have any like added flavors other than like the maltiness. Um, so they didn't like add fruit, which you see a lot with blondes or like spices. But it's a really good like rendition of just like a very traditional blonde style. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I would say like for my three flavors, I'm gonna call it malty. I'm gonna call it refreshing, and then like kind of. I don't want to say like, or I guess like biscuity. Okay. Like bready. Yeah, but like that's kind of sounds heavy, so it's not really heavy at all. But it's got that like uh, yeasty, I guess, flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So for this, I'm gonna say obviously dry hoppy and then citrusy nice cool so with that we will get into the episode um this is something that we've been like talking about doing for a while and uh unfortunately are still unprepared but we're doing it anyways um we haven't done like a i feel like we haven't done i say this but i actually don't know if this is true but like a a person-centered episode in a while um so we decided that we wanted to do uh an episode on brendan fraser um the actor i don't know who else as opposed to i don't know like regular old brendan fraser guy that exists i what's fraser's real name like from the show fraser oh i have no idea i've never seen i that don't show. either maybe his name is brendan fraser and fraser's his last name i have not seen that show i do not know i haven't either he's the worst character in cheers i also have never seen cheers well, I can't help you there. Yeah, I'm useless. <laughs> okay, so uh, Brendan Fraser was born on December 3rd of 1968. Damn, so close. I know, so close to being 1969. Um, he's, I, I did not know this, he's the youngest of four boys born in Indianapolis. Which part didn't you know? That, that he, he had siblings? three brothers and that he's from Indianapolis. Okay, so none of it. You didn't know anything. Yeah, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, both of his parents are Canadian. Um, and it says that his father actually worked for um, the Canadian Government Office of Tourism. So that's kind of cool. That is interesting. He has dual American and Canadian citizenship. That is how that happens. Yeah. Yes, that is how that works. That, that is, in fact, how that works. It says he's kind of lived all over the place. He went to a private boarding school in Toronto. And um, the thing that piqued his interest in acting was that he attended a professional theater show while on vacation in London at the West End, and he decided he wanted to be an actor. And then he... Um, I did know this. He attended Seattle's Cornish College of the Arts um, and then started acting in New York City in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was going to get a master's in acting, but then became a Hollywood actor and just never did that. I love how that's, like, not a thing. Like, you don't just decide to become a Hollywood actor, but... Good for him. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I did not mean to knock my mic. Um, his first... Oh, hold on. I need a new keyboard and mouse combo here. His first film was... Um, 
1991, and then his first leading role was in, in the movie was called Dogfight, and then his first leading role was in Encino Man in 1992. I think I've seen that. Uh, the poster looks familiar. He yeah, basically like plays that. a um, ca- uh, caveman. caveman. Yeah. Yeah. With Sean Astin. This, wow, this cast is very 90s. And Cena Man? Yeah. Um. I'm trying to figure out. He's done obviously did a ton of movies. His first major box office success came in 1997 with George of the Jungle. So that's his first like big one. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I think in 1997. I think it was probably five or six. I probably saw it in theaters. I don't think I saw it. Actually, maybe I did see it in theaters. Wait, I feel like that's something my parents would have also, taken me to. Was he live action Tarzan or no? Was there a live action Tarzan back in the day? Or am I just thinking of George of the Jungle? I think you're just thinking of George of the Jungle. Yeah, you're just combining them. I did them. see that. I think I did see that in theaters when I was like five. I don't think they did. Well, the only re- we would know if there was a live action Tarzan. You know that Phil Collins music would have taken it over. There was we a live have... action Phil Col- uh, Tarzan. There was. Yeah, like a couple years ago. I'm pretty sure like Alexander Skarsgård played Tarzan. Ew. I mean, I like him, but like ew to that concept. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. Uh, well, it's not like the Disney Tarzan, but it's called The Legend of Tarzan. Oh. And it does star Alexander Skarsgård. I was pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, it's not, uh, not a, an adaptation of the Disney movie. Oh, see, I thought it was. <laughs> it is not. And it came out in 2016, so you're right, it's not that old. So, um... <clears throat> You mentioned his first major box office success being George of the Jungle. Then um, he went on to do movies like Blast from the Past. And that's, um, I think, the one with, like, Alicia Silverstone, where, like, he's locked in, um, like, a bomb shelter for however many years. And comes back out, and it's, like, fine. And the world is, like, it's, like, 2000. Um, Or the 90s or something like that. Uh, he did, obviously, one of our favorite series, The Mummies. Which um, we did an episode done, on previously. Yeah. Um, has done Dudley Do-Right, Bedazzled. I did not remember uh, Dudley Do-Right, by the way. Really? Yeah, I, I completely forgot that, A, that was a movie, and B, that he was in it. Interesting. Um, he was, he starred in... Journey to the Center of the Earth. I forgot about that um, movie. Yeah. Was in the G.I. Joe movie. And various other things. Before, like, kind of dropping off for a couple years. And then, like, kind of oh, coming back more I recently. I forgot he was in Crash. Is it that, like, one indie movie that's, like... I don't know. I feel like I... I've never seen it, but everyone's, like, really sad. Um, yeah, and it's, um, I mean, it's, like, a huge Academy Award winning film. 
Yeah, I've never seen it because it's never seemed interesting to me. I just remember that, um, oh God, what's that song that's in that movie? Oh, I forgot he was Sinbad. What? Um, I think it was like a cartoon movie though. Oh. He played the voice of Sinbad. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, he had a huge career. Um, he was like the leading, like a huge leading man in the late, late 90s, early 90s, 2000s. like mid, early 2000s. Like kind of like the ick man. Yeah, I feel like he's been like everything. An attractive leading man kind of role. Um, <clears throat> but he actually has come out more recently and talked about like what caused the drop off. Um, and it was kind of a, a, a combination of different things. So as I mentioned, like he was obviously like really big in the late nineties and early two thousands. Um, but he had like, he, he did a lot of his stunts himself. So like, think about what he did in George of the jungle and the mummy and things like that. Um, uh, he ended up needing like many surgeries, um, including like spinal surgery, like that he had to do multiple times. Um, he had a partial knee replacement and then repairs on his vocal cords. Um, oh, wow. and he says that, he was pretty much out of the, in and out of the hospital for about seven years. He also dealt with his mom passing away and then just like multiple um, other occurrences that happened over like a 10 year period. So he, his mom passed away, he went through a divorce, um, he had his kids growing up and he like, and I quote, he says, I was going through things that mold and shape you in ways that you're not ready for until you go through them. And he also kind of talks about this incident that happened uh, in 2003 where um, at a luncheon held by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association in Beverly Hills, um, it involved a man named Philip Burke, who was the former president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Um, and Brendan Fraser basically described him as having like sexually assaulted, um, like, like grabbed him and like touched him inappropriately. Um, and talks about how like that, like completely destroyed him. Um, he said he became like depressed and reclusive afterwards and like really stopped acting as much because of things, because of that happening to him. Um, and I think he, he admitted this not too long ago, maybe like a couple years ago has come out and talked about it. Um, but it was in part because of the Time's Up movement. And he talks about how, like, he went through that and admits that, like, he lacked the courage to come out about it, but admires any, like, any of the women or any of the people that have talked about the things that have happened uh, like that to themselves. And it's, like, how it's rampant in the the film industry. It is, yeah. Um, and so just, I mean, 2003, like, the height of his career. So he was doing... Um, he hadn't done Crash yet, but he had just completed The Mummy uh, a couple years ago, Blast from the Past, Bedazzled, The Mummy Returns, um, Looney Tunes Back in Action, and would go on to do Crash and um, Journey to the Ascent of the Earth uh, not long after that. But like kind of in the height of his career, he talked about like how that happened, and it was just like completely devastating and like ruined him. Yeah, um, 
I know he's been in quite a bit more recently, so they're calling it the Renaissance. I love that. <laughs> um, because he's actually in one of my favorite TV shows right now. He's um, Cliff Steele in uh, Doom Patrol on HBO. Okay. So that's like another like DC comic book type movie. Um, yeah. He's cast uh, to be in Batgirl. Well, that's yeah. Um, so that's that's Firefly. A, that's a huge like blow to him because he yeah he was the the villain in uh, Batgirl, and then their HBO just cut it or Warner Brothers oh, just they? killed it. Yeah, as of like a week or so ago, they said they're not going to release it even though it's completely done. That makes no sense to me. HBO's going through some shit right now. I don't know what's going on. That's interesting. But... Um, but I think most notably is he was actually just cast for a Martin Scorsese film, um, Killers of the Flower Moon, which is an American Western crime film um, that's going to be directed by Martin Scorsese and written by Eric Roth on Scorsese based on a nonfiction book um, called The Flower Moon, The Osa Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI. So he's cast as like one of the leads in that, which I think, I mean, is a, it's a, always a big deal. To, I, I don't know too much about Scorsese, but it's always a big deal to be in one of his films. I feel like whenever his name is attached to something, it's like a big deal. I mean, they're always like nominated for big awards and like, right. Like Robert De Niro's is in this Leo DiCaprio, of course, he's in like everything. Yeah. Uh, Sturgill Sil Simpson is cast in this. Oh, interesting. Um, and uh, but John Lithgow. So That's I think this is, I mean, I think it's a it's going to be a big deal, um, which I think is, you know, a big win for him, despite the loss of that movie, the Batgirl. The Batgirl. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing, though, that Brendan Fraser has been in, which I think is they're getting rid of it now, maybe, but it's the, the Revenge of the Mummy ride where he's yelling about his coffee. <laughs> I do not know. I mean, nobody rides that ride except for like us, but I'm going to be so upset the day that goes away. I don't think they're getting rid of it, though. I think I've heard that they're like updating it, maybe, and like they're maybe getting rid of like the weird videos that he's in but no, i love them i think that's that the best part it is the best part him yelling i would have had guy my cup of coffee yeah that's the best part of the ride that <clears throat> and the part where the ride stops and you think you're getting off the ride and then the ceiling catches on fire that's a fun part too doesn't it go backwards after that uh it goes backwards before that okay because you go backwards when you like hit the wall and the scarabs come out, and that's when you go backwards. That's, like, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed that ride. Um, oh, yeah, because it catches on fire, and that's when, like, the actual roller coaster part of yeah, it starts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why we had, like, a mil – there was, like, a million photos <laughs> of us doing finger guns at the camera. Yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite things. So I just wanted to quickly throw a shout-out to that. <laughs> shout-out to the mummy ride. Um, I had one fun thing I wanted to do with you. Okay. I want you to pick a top five. It can be in any order. Movies that Brendan Fraser has been. The mummy can only count as one. Okay. 
You'd only name the mummy ones. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know if I can put them in order. No, yeah, you don't have to put them in order. It's like top five. Um, let's see. Are we just talking movies or can I do whatever projects of his? Um, yeah, I think whatever projects, but like you can't name the ride as well. Right. I'm not going to name the mummy ride <laughs> as an individual project. Um, cause I was going to say doom patrol, um, the mummy. Uh, I guess no Looney Tunes back in action. That movie's great. <laughs> that movie um, is really good. I forget that it exists. Um, and then I think I'm going to do Encino Man and did I say the mummy? I think I mm-hmm. did. I said the mummy. Um, I'll probably do Journey to the Center of the Earth. Okay. I would say the mummy. George of the Jungle. See, I... I don't know. I don't like that movie. I love George of the Jungle. <laughs> um, Dudley Do-Right. Also, I feel like I need to watch Dudley Do-Right now. Um, Where can I watch this? Looney Tunes back in action. And... Um, I'm like stuck between a couple. I guess I'm going to go with, I thought I would have it by the end of the sentence. (laughs) I was like forcing myself to make a decision. Um, I really, and it's super trashy, but I really like Bedazzled. I've never seen that movie. I honestly have never Um, heard of that movie until just now. I saw it when I was younger. It's like, so, um, what's her name? Elizabeth Hurley plays like the devil. And... He's, like, a, a geeky dude um, and has, like, a crush on a co-worker and, like, she, um, like, answers, like, grants his wishes, essentially. That but, plot like, line sounds familiar. Maybe I have seen this. Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't know. The 90s were a time. I also don't that remember is... what I did yesterday, so... The fact that I would remember I saw a movie. Um, So I'm just looking up Dudley Do right now for literally no reason other than I can. um, Because I, like, have no memory of this, like, the Dudley Do right character other than the ride. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Like, I have to look up. I'm like, wait, I don't even know what the hell Dudley Do right is. So I know it's from Rocky and Bullwinkle. But I don't remember, like, any of that. And I'm just looking at, um, (laughs) in the overview of the cartoon, it's referencing this actual poster. Um, 
for a silent film and the main actor's name is William S. Hart, but I just looked at it and I thought it said William Shart. And I was like, that's a terrible name. That guy is an actor. He should have changed that. As soon as you said William S. Hart, I was like, oh, she's going to make a Shart joke. I could, the way this poster looks, like it's so close together that you like don't see the little like period. So I was like, damn, that guy should have changed his name. Also, um, it, on this Wikipedia page, it said that Dudley Do-Right was in love with Nell Fenwick, but unfortunately, she just loved his horse, whose name is Horse. <laughs> the 60s were a time. Also, um, okay, I've definitely seen this Brendan Fraser version of Dudley Do-Right. Because it's got Sarah Jessica Parker and Eric Idle. And if Eric Idle's in something, I've definitely watched it. I don't know who that is. It's from Monty Python. My dad was big into Monty Python when I was a kid. So I've seen like everything that all of those actors have been in. Got it. Oh, wait. I've seen this, too. I forgot about that. Okay, so I'm looking at these facts, like fun facts about Brendan Fraser. Mm -hmm. And number four on this list is he once had an emotional reunion with an elephant co-star. And so he met this elephant named Ty in George of the Jungle. And I guess they formed a close bond. And he, the the elephant was cast again in Looney Tunes Back in Action where they got to meet. And like they remember, like the elephant remembered him. That's so cute. And he said that, like, the, the elephant came over and, like, blew a snotty kiss at him. <laughs> Which it sounds very cute. Um, he also adopted a horse from the set of Texas Rising. Did he name it Horse? No, it's named Pecus? Pecus? Um, did we talk about how he almost died during The Mummy? No. During the oh, execution scene? Um, we may have talked we about talk- it. We may have talked about it, but we can talk about it again because we did that mummy episode a while ago. Yeah, so this kind of comes in with like him doing his own stunts and like how he got like terribly injured. Um, but during the scene where his character is being executed by hanging on uh, the first mummy movie. It's uh, kind of towards the actually, beginning, right? Yeah, it's like within the first like 20 yeah. minutes, something like that. He actually died for about 20 seconds. Oh, yeah, because something went wrong with the prop, and he did actually almost kill himself. Yeah, he was actually, like, choking. Uh, And the final fact is that the Renaissance is in full swing. We love the Renaissance. We do love Um, the Renaissance. I'm just, like, looking through some other info about him. I did not know that he was the first selection to play Inspector Gadget. So Matthew playing Inspector Gadget. Matthew Broderick. Wow. But they had picked um, Brendan Fraser, and but he had to turn it down because he got the role for George of the Jungle, and they were filming around the same time. Got it. I mean, I like George of the Jungle better. I like. 
don't even remember the how the Inspector Gadget movie turned out. I just know it's Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah, I used to like that cartoon show, but I remember that being a cartoon show, huh? I also forgot about this, but he's in a couple episodes of Scrubs. Oh yeah, he plays um, Doctor Cox's like brother-in-law, something like that. Is it? Oh, I re- yeah, he does. And then like, he dies, and like the whole episode is extremely sad because Cox like hasn't come to terms with the fact that he died. And is like talking to him like he's there and he's not. It's a really sad. I forgot about that. I take it back. I'm gonna replace Bedazzled with those episodes of Scrubs that he was in. <laughs> That's you can you can do that. I'll accept it. Yeah. So okay. um, I think with that. Um, if you, uh, God, my brain is not working. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five-star rating. And if you're feeling saucy, you can leave us a written review. Uh, we'll read it on the air if you leave us a written review. Um, if you're not totally cool leaving a review on that forum, reach out to us on social media. If you listen through the song, you'll hear all of our info to get in contact with us. And if you if you talk to us, we'll talk back to you and we'll all be friends and have a great time. <laughs> uh, and with that, see you next time. All right, that was the episode. So we love hearing from you. Um, and if you want to contact us, you can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is Drunk and Uncultured. And our Twitter is Drunk Uncultured. No and. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Lindsay Sold Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr as underscore Stefan Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at Shitty Concert Blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.